Welcome back to the show, my beautiful disabled disciples. I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader. It's been an incredibly long Labor Day weekend. I hope yours was amazing. Today we're going to talk all about my movie making experience. Coming right up on here, do slapped. Hello everyone, it is so good to be back with you all after an incredibly long weekend and Labor Day. I hope, again, all of you had a blessed Labor Day, just time to relax and take a break from work and be with family and friends who you may have not seen in a while, whatever it may be, but I just thank you all so much for being on the show and listening every week. Or whenever I just feel like doing a new episode. And I guess God bless each and every one of you with anything y'all are going through here at the Handy Slapped show. We just talk about everything and anything with disability and Christ at the midst of it. And so this past weekend I had one of the coolest yet tiring experiences of my life so far and well that says a lot because there's so much but with this one we uh got the movie done um yeah again for those that don't know when i'm not preaching i am an independent filmmaker and we just got finished wrapping up uh finished wrapping up my biggest most ambitious project yet and it was so much work and so cool at the same time i learned so much i had a crew and a cast of about 15 people the largest team i've ever worked with before let alone leading team i've ever done before and so it was was such a pleasure to be their writer their director and uh one of the actors in the film as well not the main star but one of the secondary characters that uh, really helped me dive into some old emotions, some old memories and feelings in uh, this type of story. And for those that don't know, this movie is called The Rose of Sharon. It's about this, uh, sorry, it's about a widowed mother who has to decide whether or not to, on his birthday, to put her disabled teenage son into a family group home or continue being his solo caregiver. And so with his birthday coming up, it's been really difficult on this mother after the passing of her husband and everything. And it's the type of story I want to tell here that when you have a parent doing so much of the work for a child with special needs, it almost feels like being a single parent. And I kind of um, wanted to emphasize that. And I really mostly wanted to tell the story of the parents or the caregivers or the guardians associated with caring for someone with a disability 
what does that look like mentally, emotionally, and intimately, physically? What does it look like? I really wanted to make my third film, my third bigger film, um, a very personal story about this, especially for the parents, caregivers, and guardians who deal with this. Because I want to hear more of those stories, too. I'm not saying um, I don't want to hear less. I mean, I'm not saying I want to hear less of uh, stories from the disabled community. No, I want to hear more of that, too. But once in a while, it's nice to hear stories from the actual parents, caregivers, and guardians. And how does that affect, how does that affect their marriage? How does that affect their personal life and everything? And so there's just so much to explore with that. And well, we are now in the post-production phase of the movie. My crew is starting to work on the editing. Um, there's again, now there's different stages for editing. There's the basic editing of beginning to end of like putting the clips together and that way you have like the skeleton of the film and then you have to do the sound and then you gotta do the color and then you gotta do the music there's a lot of stages to it visual effects if there are any and so we're thinking like a springtime limited theater release so like film festivals and all of that um, with some, uh, like, a, like a Madison premiere or a Milwaukee second premiere, uh, private screenings, whatever, uh, just so this film can like, get t- the attention it deserves and the uh, recognition of all the wonderful talent that worked on this production and how it can bring deeper awareness into the disabled community and all those around it. Now, I've made movies before, smaller scale. Uh, Like uh, for a while I did iPhone filmmaking, where for the past four years I made two two short films um, on my iPhone 6S and 10S respectively. Um, You know, that's kind of a trend right now and there's a community for that there's a movement for that for uh smartphone and iphones filmmakers so i wanted to try that for a while just to kind of prove that it was possible to show that i had the means and the basic tools not the greatest tools but the basic tools of to just go out get people together with talent people that love to do it, people with passion, and bring them all together and uh, get the right equipment, even though it's basic, and make the movie you want to make. You know, and that's what I did for a few years. It was great. But now I wanted to do something different. I wanted to move up the scale, change gears a little bit, and let's bring a film crew for this, you know? So that's what I did. Um, throughout the year, I went scouting for crew members online and learning what it really takes 
to be a team builder and a team leader to make a film. And all those literal blood, sweat, and tears required to make a film. Even though it's a short film. Um, short films are usually like 1 to 59 minutes or like 1 to 45, 46 minutes is usually the cutoff and then you can uh, start to count it as a feature film. Uh, but yeah, it was such a cool experience. We started on Friday. We did all the way to Monday night at, to 10 p.m. So it's a lot of work and I couldn't ask for anything more. It was so much fun. Um, a lot of emotions, uh, some tempers, a lot, some egos, myself included. Yeah, just learning how to um, use my skills of being disabled and how to apply it in a different environment. When you're disabled, you really learn how to rely and trust other people. Um, I live on a farm right now, so my, you might hear a tractor in the background. Um, anyway, um, so you really learn to trust and rely on other people, to depend on other people to get the job done for what's best. And so making movies um, is not a solo project. It could be for some people um, that I know about and people that I watch on YouTube over the several years or whoever. Uh, sometimes you have people that are one a one-man crew. Sometimes they have help. But most of the time, um, it's a team effort experience. And now when, when, now, when you put a lot of people together to obtain a greater purpose or to achieve a end result, a greater good. A lot of that requires putting your ego aside, which I'll admit is sometimes very difficult for me. You know, like uh, when you're disabled, you wanna feel like you can achieve and conquer and do what you want to do and that allow others to say what you can and cannot do. Um, but not just disabled people, but all people. It's very easy to get your ego up front. You know, I see it very commonly with filmmakers. Uh, you see all like the big time directors. You see like a, like a James Cameron or a Quentin Tarantino or go back a little bit, you have like an Alfred Hitchcock, uh, uh, Cecil B. DeMille, or like, let's go forward again, and you got like M. Night Shyamalan, Steven Spielberg, Christopher Nolan, a lot of those big name directors. And a big misconception is that film directors are like the solo artist to a movie. Let's say you got like uh, James Cameron's Titanic or like uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, Dark Knight trilogy or Inception or Quentin Tarantino with his uh, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, 
uh, Kill Bill, Volume 1 and 2, Django, uh, Glorious Bastards, uh, whatever. Or Alfred Hitchcock, you got uh, Rear Window, The Birds, Psycho, Vertigo, uh, North by Northwest. You got all these big-time directors. And, of course, Spielberg at E.T., Jurassic Park, Jaws, uh, etc. So, like, uh, you got these big names, and a lot of times the public will think that these directors are the solo artists, and that it's all from their mind, and they are the single solo artist that made it all happen. Not really. Uh, when you make a movie and you write the screenplay, rarely, if ever, does it come out verbatim to the script. I've yet to see a movie that does that. Maybe there are some, and I'm just very ignorant or something. But there are, most movies have limitless changes from soup to nuts. Like, uh, one time, uh, um, what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. was on an episode of Joe Rogan's podcast. And so they were talking about the Marvel movies. Endgame had just come out. So they were talking about that. And how Robert Downey Jr. was giving this talk. And how on all the complexities of making a movie. From soup to nuts. He describes it as. Because of all the different intricacies. And detail. And people that are working together and sharing ideas with each other, with the writers, with the producers, and with the directors that will either work or not work, but they share those ideas and they make those changes on the spot and on the camera, behind the scenes, in the script. There are so many changes that occur that the general public has no idea about. So it really is a team effort. And to see all these ideas and changes coming together for the greater good is such a beautiful, loving experience that you don't really see a lot of. And all of a sudden, you make a movie. And just like that, you see how all the different ideas, all the different visions, all the different egos set aside. And for all these other ideas and dreams to come forward and make this film better than what anyone had thought it would be. The writer and director and even the producers can have uh, goals and like some visions for the film, even big time directors, but like uh, that's what sets the stage. But like when you're making and shooting and practicing, re uh, reviewing screenplays, and uh, you go, hey, wait a minute, let's change this. Hey, wait a second, why don't we add this? Why don't we do this camera angle? Why don't we move the camera this way? Why don't you do this line instead of that line? Why don't you direct it this way? Instead of that way, when you add this scene, take out this scene, you know what I mean? 
And like anyone can say those things. And so it's still the director's movie per se, but what the end result is because of the collaboration of everybody in making the changes, making the risks, uh, making the mistakes to get a little messy, to use for later and to learn and to grow. And that's what it really took. Again, a lot of that took um, just putting away um, some of my own self-interest and putting forward the interests of others that's going to achieve the greater good. That's what it's really about. Like, how can you sacrifice your own pride for achieving what's best for the story and the product to be shown? And you know what? That applies a lot in life. It applies in when you're working with someone or even working with caregivers or we're working with our relatives or we're working with our friends or our co-workers, our classmates, or uh, whoever in your life. And um, a lot of times we want to put what we want before everything else. Uh, what we believe um, before the well-being of other people. And so I really had to learn to a couple of things. There's other things I can talk about another time, but there are some situations where I did have to put my foot down and there were other times when I had to step back a little bit and just let things be. And so it really is like a miniature version of how to excel at your life. And so what that else that really had to go for it is not just ego and learning how to work and play well with others and make a unified um, camaraderie understanding and making new friends, making new acquaintances, and just all the wonderful people that worked with me. Um, hate to be cheesy, but it is literally the definition and the personification of teamwork makes the dream work. That's kind of just been my hidden uh, rediscovered philosophy in a lot of my life, in a lot of our lives as disabled people because we are constantly learning to rely and depend on others to get even the most basic of tasks accomplished. I guess what this really has taught me over these past, all these movie shoots or being a pastor, communicating different opinions and uh, learning how to be objective about different opinions and to not get so defensive is just everything, you know? Learning how to engage in civil discourse, how to think critically without imposing upon others or um, handing out our own predispositions that may or may not even be accurate in the first place. You really gotta take steps back sometimes. Learn how to rebalance yourself 
through the Lord and through prayer, diving into God's word and learning how to balance your mentality, your emotions, your relationships, whatever it may be. It takes a lot of swallowing your pride and engaging in a lot of humility. I'm not saying I'm humble. By no means am I. I have a long way to go. A lot of us have a long way to go. But it just kind of goes back to just some of my favorite things about God. And that God always provides the right people at the right time in the right place. Even though we may not always see it. Even though we may not understand it or things are going to hell as we know it. Or our lives suck or people can't give you the right answer. Either way, God will always provide for you. For everything matters to him. Every piece of tiny hairs on your head, if you have hair. But the point is that every detail, just like with a movie director, every detail matters to God. And with those details that we don't always notice, you know, on the first viewing. Sometimes it takes a little bit of um, uh, reviewing. It takes a little bit of um, reflection to see the details that God has placed in our lives that we may have missed. And that's what it's really like. Uh, that's why, in a nutshell, uh, fil- filmmaking is a lot like uh, a relationship with God and vice versa. Um, like God, uh, his relationship to us and our relationship to him. It's very similar. There's many examples, but that's my example. And so, because we have to look at the details that God has for us. Sometimes the details are right in front of us. Sometimes they're kind of hidden strategically that we may not see right away. And it's not until the end where we get the full picture where we see where God's story for your life is headed. There's so many twists. There's so many turns. There's so many changes or what we see as changes that may suck for the time being and you may not like it. You may get really defensive. You may get really upset. But ultimately, these supposed changes that we see as changes that God has for you in your life all work together according to his purposes. Romans 8.28. There's different ways to look at that passage, but that's a really strong one. If you look at it in context. Now, everything works for God. Everything is in his will. And so, with that said, God is always in control. And God always has a plan for us. Even though you may think your story sucks and you need a rewrite. <laughs> um, God is always working it forward for the benefit. God loves you and gives you his grace. And whatever you do, everywhere you go, look to him and remember, you are never alone. Let's pray together, shall we? 
Dear Lord God, I thank you so much for all that you do for us. Help us in all of our struggles, Lord. We may not be perfect people. We may be very prideful people with very strong addictions or um, on the verge of making big mistakes. Lord, but you are with us. You know our struggles. Your grace is bigger and wider and more expansive than all of our sin. Your grace is so much greater than all of our sin, Lord God. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Candy Schlepp. This is episode 39. Sorry, 37. I'm jumping ahead of myself. It feels like it's been longer, but we're still just finishing 37 episodes. That's all I want to thank you all for listening. God bless you. Take care. Stay safe. And as always, stay classy.